Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtaq FM. Good morning to your listeners. It's Friday and you're listening to the cultural program on Mushtar FM. Today in the studio there is Sonia, Federica and Serena and me, Sasha. So basically today you can listen to two Russians and two Italians. But why? The answer is that today we are going to discuss a very famous movement in arts at the beginning of 20th century and this movement is mostly known in Italy and Russia. We are talking about futurism. But to begin with, we should say that the word futurism was created in Italy. Futurismo, right? Exactly. By Filippo Tommaso Marinetti, who wrote also Manifesto of Futurism or Manifesto del Futurismo. He explained the rules of uh, futurism. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about the beginning of futurism and about this manifest? Basically, futurism, as you told, started at the beginning of the 20th century. This century in Italy was called the short century. I'm sorry, just would like to specify. Manifesto was written in 1909, which makes uh, this year like 100th anniversary of the beginning of futurismo. Exactly, Sonia. It spread at the beginning of the 20th century and uh, in Italy was called uh, the short century because uh, during uh, this century there were so many inventions and uh, many inventions like uh, cars were spreading. The cities in Italy were becoming industrial cities so not anymore centered on the cultivation of the land but more industrial cities Mm -hmm. and uh, Futurist movement wants exactly to spread this idea of movement, dynamism that was taken from this invention as the invention of the car. So futurists wanted to proclaim the progress, the technical progress and uh, to praise the technology, right? Exactly, but not only because they actually were in favor of wars. For example, Marinetti wrote a lot of poems about war and uh, also he supported the war of Italy in Libya. Yeah, they basically thought that war was a good way to clean countries, to make a cleaning for people. Something said, actually, but we have to contextualize the period and as Federica said, it was a period full of invention and the main point was the, um, the speedy and the changement of every day in that time. But maybe first let's uh, introduce the manifesto itself. Tell us more about the manifesto, like what the ideas were claimed with this uh, text. Okay, first of all, I want to say that uh, with futurism, a lot of uh, new things spread as uh, the advertisement for art because one of uh, the aims of futurism was to delete all the form of art that were in the museums Mm -hmm. and uh, wanted to spread a public art, you know, so more directed to people, to the common people. And to do this, one of 
of the um, communication ways that they invented it was uh, exactly this manifesto that is uh, futurist manifesto mm-hmm. is a written paper which um, want to proclaim or want to claim for something and manifesto of uh, futurism wanted to claim for this uh, velocity dynamic and uh, speedy of uh, the century that was coming with it marinetti claimed the necessity to break with the past with everything was related with past and actually marinetti was the perfect man for this movement actually it was him to invent it of course why i said something like this because he was really passionate about technologies and about cars for example and we also know i can say funny facts about him that push him to think about manifesto i am talking about an accident he had with his car in 1908 in milan he had an accident with this car and hopefully he was um, alive and then this accident made him think about the power of technology and the power of the man himself the man who is able to win against nature who is able to create to go with the technologies so the man of the future so then he start to think about all this point they are 11 in this manifesto so with the manifesto he start to claim everything about this love for technology as for future of course interesting but maybe in the next part we can talk more about futurism about it basic principles and uh, how the big movement uh, was created by Marinetti and other artists and authors. Do you want to know about customs, tradition, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustang FM. Welcome back to your listeners and we are continuing our topic and our discussion about futurism. Okay, we mentioned that uh, futurism actually started with manifest of futurism created by Filippo Marinetti, who is uh, a poet, right? Italian poet. Yes, we can say that he is recognized as a poet, first of all, but he also had some political ideas and actually he was graduated in law, but he never worked as a lawyer because he had a, a great passion for literature and poetry. He was also a great passionate about French poetry. Indeed, his first poems were written in French and published in France. That's why actually Manifesto of Futurism was published in Le Figaro, that is a French journal, not an Italian journal. And it was published in French. It was published in Italian, but in a French journal. And when I say that he was the perfect man of that period, I mean also so that he was so focused on his purpose. Because, for example, to reach Le Figaro, he tried to stay close to a young woman who was the daughter of a collaborator of Le Figaro. So he tried to make her fall in love with him in order to reach Le Figaro. And when he reached Le Figaro with his manifesto, he just left her. So, yeah, (laughs) what a kind man. But he was so full of ideas and his life was so focused only in his movement. I have a 
suggestion we can listen to a little bit of his uh, speech him reading his um, poem a battle of andrianopolis i believe it's uh, called in english Ammutinamento di 500 echi tra zannarlo, sminuzzarlo, sparpagliarlo So yes, I think that uh, this poem represents uh, very well the idea of futurism because uh, he actually glorified war, but not only with the words, but also with sounds. And that was another characteristic of futurism. Futurist writers often wrote uh, poems that were full of uh, words that had just sounds. Sorry, not uh, gentle, soft sounds, but I mean, in Italian culture, but this brutal and sounds full of cruelty and I think it's not a coincidence that the first statement of the manifesto says we want to sing the love of danger the habit of energy and rashness and actually we can listen to this song of rashness and danger in this poem and this was exactly the opposite of romanticism and sentimentalism he was deeply against tradition romanticism sentimentalism and all the feelings that that uh, stuck the man in the past. He wanted to have uh, a breaking point, you know. So he showed it in his manifesto. Can you just maybe give us a little bit of insight into this document? Because it's very important. It's the beginning of a huge and very famous movement. Yeah, for example, in the second point of manifesto, he wrote, I read the real sentence, the essential elements of our poetry will be courage, audacity and revolt. We can have already an idea. And to prove that he was against uh, this kind of literature that uh, was before this century, he brought the third point of uh, the Manifesto of Futurism that says literature has up to now magnified pensive immobility, ecstasy and slumber. We want to exalt movements of aggression, feverish sleeplessness, the double march, the perilous leap, the slap and the blow with the first. In my opinion, it was a little utopic. But we will say something maybe in the next part. <laughs> but uh, it's not surprising that he was a topic because the ideas of futurism, I mean, that's obvious, but they are all centered in the future, in the next day, unlike romanticists who were longing for the past and experienced that nostalgia about the uh, past and history. Futurists, they tore all the connections with uh, yesterday and obviously they were trying to build a new bright day. But to tell the truth, I really like the idea of futurism because Uh, I like this idea of a breaking point with things that uh, stuck you in the past and I like the idea of going further, you know. In fact, there were some ideas uh, that were liberatory, also about sex, for example. I also like the seventh. Yes, indeed, he wrote this line, the seventh, and he said, beauty exists only in struggle. There is no masterpiece that has not an aggressive character. Poetry must be a violent assault on the forces of the unknown to force them to bow before men. Wow, this is very strong and harsh, I would say. Don't you feel like uh, this kind of statement uh, makes this gap between the classical Italian art and uh, the new one another kind of something? 
Yes, indeed, futurism is something totally new in Italy and, I mean, in all Europe. And actually, it was also a movement, maybe the first one, which born in Italy and then spread in all Europe. Yes, exactly, especially in France and in Russia, as you told. But uh, this sentence, uh, this uh, seventh point, is very representative because uh, it glorifies the very strong emotions. Yeah. I would say that uh, Marinetti was an extremist. Thank you very much. And I think that we can continue this topic in the next part and some music for now, dear listeners. <laughs> Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtaq FM. Welcome back, dear listeners. We are continuing with the topic of futurism here in the studio with uh, two Italians and two Russians. We left you with an idea that futurists in Italy wanted to get rid of all the old art that actually formed the whole Italian culture and influenced the whole culture of the world. And I would like to prove uh, this idea with uh, one of the points from Marinetti's manifesto. We want to demolish museums and libraries, fight morality, feminism and all opportunist and utilitarian cowardice. But except museum and art, I suppose futurists wanted to get rid of feminism and the ideas of women and men equality. Yes, and actually the previous point is the ninth that say we want to glorify war, the only cure for war, the militarism, patriotism, the destructive gesture of the anarchist, the, beauti the beautiful ideas which kill and contempt for women. And actually, to tell the truth, Marinetti was uh, deeply machist, even though I think that uh, this idea of machism is uh, deeply linked to the past. Don't you think, girls? Yes, I think so, because uh, at the beginning of the 20th century, uh, women in the Western world, I mean in Europe and uh in Russia as well, started to have more rights. I would uh, say they started to fight for, to have more rights. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we know, like, from other cultural program that we created uh, about 8th of March, for example, this uh, big feministic movement was raising all around the world, I mean, Western world. Yes, and yet Marinetti didn't want to support and he didn't see the... Uh, use of support of women's rights. He actually was a very deeply machist because uh, he contempt the women, but uh, the women that was uh, related to the past, even though he was machist and he was uh, linked to the patriarchal society. But uh, since he, he had these machist ideas, uh, one of the women, the French women that were futurist, she wrote manifesto of uh, futurist women mm -hmm. and wanted to spread the idea of uh, emancipated women. So basically how the futurist woman has to be? Exactly. I mean, she wanted to spread the idea that actually women 
are not traditional. Women are changing. Women are breaking the tradition. And uh, they are not only the wives of uh, their men, but they are emancipated women that uh, are fighting for rights, especially political rights. And actually, Marinetti, he was a really supporter of women that were revolutionary. So he actually liked this French woman. Her name was uh, Valentine de Saint-Point. She brought also the manifesto of lust in order to prove that women are breaking this traditional thoughts and uh, she wanted to glorify the pleasure of uh, sex and also the pleasure of sensuality you know and Marinetti supported her because uh, she was a revolutionary woman and uh, he also supported suffragette for example suffragette in Italy were the women that were fighting for rights uh, for political rights even though he had very weird and awkward ideas about women in politics because even though he thought that uh, they could animalize the politics because uh, they could uh, take uh, the, um, the carnal pleasure into politics, into parliament. So it's actually an awkward idea. Mm. I'd say it's quite a uh, sexist idea. <laughs> it's a sexist But idea. But he wrote also an interesting thing about women. And I will read. If women had been subjected for generation to the same physical and spiritual education of males, perhaps uh, we could speak of equality of sexes. But currently, women are in a situation of intellectual and erotic slavery. So basically, he thought that women were still stuck in the past society. But he, at the same time, he didn't want to help them to resolve this situation, right? He was quite contradictory, you know, because mm. uh, actually he supported women that were revolutionary women. But at the same time, he thought that uh, women in politics uh, would have taken the carnal pleasure. But at the same time, he was against the tradition and the women that uh, were stuck in the tradition. So he was uh, literally contradictory for me. Yes, but it's enough to think, for example, that he believed in God, but actually it didn't support church, for example. Uh, he studied law and his thesis was about the crown in the parliament, but actually it was against monarchy. So yes, it was totally contradictory. And also he issued around 80 manifests during his life. Yeah, that's um, very interesting how women are represented in futurism, in the point of view of Marinetti. Uh, later we will talk about Russian futurism, but now I just want to say that in women played a big role in Russian futurism, so it's a little bit different or a lot, but we will see. Do you want to know about customs, tradition, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustafa FM. Okay, we are back here to the studio and we're still discussing the topic of futurism. So far, it's so interesting, but I expect some more details about futurism, Italian futurism, and how it was expressed in the art itself, in visual art, literature, and maybe even music. But for now, I'm passing mic to 
my Italian colleagues, please tell us more. Yes, and actually it is a really interesting part because futuristics left a lot of signs, I can say, in arts in general, both literature and figurative arts. I mean, not only figurative, also sculpture. And for example, what about literature? As we said, Marinetti was a poet. He started to think about this idea to break with the past, also with literature and with how the other poets wrote in the past. So he wanted a word, a sentence, free from the syntax. And he wrote another manifesto in 1912, which is Manifesto of Literature. And also in it, he wrote uh, several points about how to write a poem. And just to talk about some point, he wanted to don't have syntax, he wanted to avoid articles, punctuations, he wanted to use only infinitive verb, so just sentence without really specific meaning. And above all, he wanted to give in the paper, I will say, also the movement and the idea of what he wanted to describe. So also noise and also smells. So it was more about the form, not the meaning. Exactly. And he started to use a different way to wrote. I mean, the word in the paper were just without a logical sense, not in a line, but just like a draw. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. If I can add something to the answer that Serena gave to you, actually it was also about the meaning, but uh, in a different way, because he wanted to give the meaning, for example, of velocity, of war, of a speedy, of uh, contempt, with uh, some sounds and some smells that he put into uh, black and white, you know? But since um, there is no particular meaning that we can grasp only knowing Italian maybe we can uh, get the idea of uh, his poetry just listening to it so we've already listened to an excerpt from his own recording maybe you can read uh, some of uh, the brightest pieces of his okay for example this poem is called Zang Tumb Tumb does it mean anything? it's a sound it's a sound that uh, wants to give the idea of war and for example just some sentences ogni cinque secondi cannoni d'assedio da sventrare spazio con un accordo tam tumb ammutinamento di 500 echi per azzannarlo sminuzzarlo sparpagliarlo all'infinito nel centro di quel tam tumb spiaccicati ampiezza 50 km quadrati balzare scoppi tagli pugni battere tiro rapido violenza feroce regolarità questo basso grave scandere gli strani fogli agitatissimi acuti della battaglia it talks about war and what happened during a war, during a battle. Mm-hmm. But with some words that has no meanings together, they don't actually form a meaningful sentence. Okay. Thank you very much. I can say that uh, really these um, sounds, they form the idea and they themselves paint this picture of um, the velocity and some cruelty as well. Cruelty as well, yes. Yeah. But you can hear the dynamics. Talking about painting the picture, what about visual art? What are the best uh, examples of visualizing these uh, ideas of futurism? Actually, Sasha, I told you that uh, futurism was against museums and was against uh, the traditional uh, 
reform so far. So futurism was actually addressed to the whole population because it wanted to spread the social and political messages and uh, it made a systematic use of uh, journals, tribute distributions, advertisement, flyers and it also organized uh, some events. These events were called uh, serate, futuristic serate, that uh, is not translated but uh, basically means night, futuristic nights, which were very awkward because uh, futuristics during these nights wanted to spread the idea of uh, futurism but then eventually it became into discussion with the public and then eventually fights so were actually banned for a lot of time but uh, this actually gave uh, to the public uh, the reason to wait for them so they actually striked against the police in order to have this serata again but as I told you the, the most genial and important inventions that they made were manifesto with the use of word and advertisement with the use of images and one of the most important advertisement figure in Italy was Fortunato De Pero that was known for Campari but we will talk about this in the next part. Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustang FM. We are back to the studio and before the break, Fede, I remember that you wanted to tell us more about Fortunato de Perro. Exactly. Fortunato de Perro was a futuristic artist who is remembered for his advertisements. They were very important and they gave some rules to the futuristic visual art. He was really important for the futurism art because they covered actually a lot of figures as He was a painter, sculptor, a set designer, a costume designer, a designer and illustrator. And actually, he was forward for his ideas because with Campari, he understood that people wanted an immediate art, something that was immediately recognizable. So that's how in Italy was born what now we call marketing, packaging, branding, product marketing. So he was very clever in this sense. So he was a father of Italian marketing. Exactly. He was a genius because the Battle of Campari Soda is actually an overturned cup, a cup upside down. But talking about his style, we can say that he had an aggressive and explosive style. We can distinguish the style of the Pero for the bold coloristic combination of flat colors. And what's interesting about his style is that he overcame the Art Nouveau decoration of what in that time were called a fish in French. He also gave a shape to letters. In fact, his style is recognizable also for the lettering. It's not a case that he studied lettering, images and illustrations. He used words as a compositional element. In general, this trait spread among the futurists. So actually he gave a style to futurist designers, painters and artists in general. Thank you very much. 
but we talked about the world, we talked about the image, now we want to talk about the music. As well as poetry, the futurist music looked to the city, to the noises, to the sounds of industrial life and musicians who were part of futurism movement, they looked closely to the sounds produced by new inventions, cars, weapons, the sounds that filled the city. The first musician who considered himself to be a futurist was Francesco Balilla Pratella and he was also the author of first manifesto in futurist music called uh, Manifesto of Futurist Musicians. First of all, he addressed this manifesto to young people because he believed that they were those who could realize the ideas of futurists. They were not, you know, filled with those old-fashioned tiles that futurists wanted to get rid of. He wanted to get rid of all period settings, ballads, Neapolitan songs and sacred music. And obviously he promoted new work in preference to old. But surprisingly enough, Pratella himself wasn't that prolific futurist composer. At one point, he came back to the roots and he didn't compose so many pieces that could be attributed to futurism. In his futurist opera, L'Aviatore Dro, he uses the noise machines or intonarumori of Louis Gerusolo, another futurist composer that I will also talk about. He used these noise machines in order to portray planes and machinery. The work was written in 1913, but premiered only seven years later. Let's listen to the excerpt from Pratella's opera, L'Aviatore Dro. So that was Intermezzo from the opera of Francesco Balilla Pratella called Leviatore Drome. How did you like it? It sounds beautiful, but what is futuristic about this? Yes, I think mostly the idea of proclaiming the power of planes and machinery is futuristic, but the means that Pratella used are not and they were not so revolutionary. Unlike him, Luigi Carlo Filippo Russolo became a revolutioner in futurism music. He was the one who actually invented those noise instruments called intonarumori, which actually, I think, means two words, intonation and rumori. I think it means noises in Italian. Yes. Luigi Russolo was an Italian painter and self-taught musician. He was an inventor, but all of his works were lost. None of his inventions uh, could be saved. But now a lot of initiative musicians remake, restore the instruments that uh, had to produce noises. Russolo himself, as well as Pratella, by whom he was influenced a lot, had his theory about acoustic noise. He had six groups of noise sounds like roars, bangs, whistling, mumbling, humming, noises obtained by beating on some items and also voices. He himself said, the variety of noises is infinite. In today, when we have perhaps a thousand different machines, we can distinguish a thousand different noises. Tomorrow, as new machines multiply, we will be able to distinguish 10, 20 or 30 thousand different noises, not merely in a simply imitative way, but to combine them according to our imagination. I think Rousselot would be really happy to meet our contemporary computers because you don't really need a lot of machines, just one in order to produce one million sounds. But let's listen to this intornarumori. This piece that I will show you is called Awakening of a City. 
we've just listened to Awakening of the City, written by Luigi Russolo in 1914. It was produced by his intern Arumori, the machines invented by himself in order to reproduce the sounds of machines and the city. Unfortunately, we don't have more time to talk about futurism music in Italy, although I want to highlight that Italian futurist music was mostly concentrated on reproduction of noises, and also thankfully to the manifestos, to the inventions of Italian musicians of the beginning of 19th century, the whole avant-garde music started its development in Europe and also in the West. Thank you, Italy. Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustang FM. Welcome back, dear listeners, and finally we're going to talk about Russian futurism. Now we're going to see that between Italian and Russian futurists, there were not only similarities, but also differences, really drastic differences that shaped the images of these two movements in the art history. Sasha, let's tell our Italian colleagues about Russian futurism. Let's. As Sonia said previously, Russian futurism is kind of separate movement, a branch, an umbrella movement of Italian futurism, but it's not the same and it has many different features. But to start with, I want to say that Russian futurism may be said to have been born in December of 1912, when literary group Gilea, based in Moscow that time, issued a manifesto entitled A Slap in the Face of Public Taste. Our futurists also liked to write manifestos. I guess they took these ideas by Italians, right? Yes, of course. First, it was very influenced by Italy, but wait for it. So in this manifesto they also proclaimed these ideas of abandonment of the past and praising the future. For example they say the past constricts us Academia and Pushkin, you know, the most famous Russian classical poet who, who is uh, named as the creator of modern Russian language and the son of Russian poetry San, as San, yes. <laughs> so, Academia and Pushkin make less sense than hieroglyphics. Dumb Pushkin, Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, etc., etc., overboard the ship of modernity. Those who don't forget their first love won't recognize their last. But not only they say that we should forget the masterpieces of our literature, world famous, I want to underline. They also name some famous writers from their era. For example, they wrote all those Maxim Gorky's, Kuprin's, Blocks, Sologub's, Remisov's, Avcherenko's, Chorny's, Kuzmin's, Bunin's, who are famous writers back then and now they became the part of classical literature, but etc. Need only a dacha, which is countryside house, Dutch on the river. Thus, fate rewards tailors. So, actually, they talk about these famous writers and authors in a kind of dismissive way. From the heights of skyscrapers, we look down on their sorry asses, they wrote. What do they proclaim there for theses? Is to enlarge the scope of the poet's vocabulary with fabricated and derivative words 
Later, some poets created their own language known as Zaum, which mm. means behind the reason, behind the reasoning. What does this language consist, if you know? Actually, this is the language in which words doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It's a linguistic experiment in sound symbolism. For example, like you read this poem of Marinetti, but these words really doesn't mean anything. So it's only about the sound? Yeah, it's about the sound. Sonia, I know you're a big fan of Kruchone. <laughs> Maybe you can read a piece of him. I will just read a poem by Alexei Kruchone. Dir bu shu ubershur skum so bu rls. It means nothing. But this five lines poem gave an impulse to a lot of discussions in literary and artistic circles. Actually, it's a symbol, it's a sign and a very important attribute of futuristic literature. Yeah. Because it plays with sounds and at the same time meaning nothing. So this is the fight with the words, with language, because it is above language and beyond reasoning. Can I ask something about this way to make this sound? I mean, is there an inspiration? I mean, behind? I think that's just the same way to express the idea of movement, this, you know, machinery, things and something new which has no connection with the past. But I would like to also mention that unlike talent futurists, many Russian futurists, they looked not to previous era but to the roots of Russian culture, to the primitive layers of uh, folk folk art. Yeah, and that's the big difference between Italian and Russian futurism in this way because because they are very linked to the past and instead uh, Italian futurism it's a really a breaking point with the past. Yeah, but the thing with the Russian futurism is that okay, they took the ideas of futurism from Italy and they were in the position when they could be accused for just copying Italian art. So actually they were looking for their own way to express their ideas and to show that we are not copying Western branch of this art, but we are looking for ours. And in this case, they were very pro-Russian. They were digging into the roots, as Sonia said, trying to find the ideas in the past in primitive art and folk art. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they wanted to find conductor wire with the past and with something that uh, could express the Russian culture. Yes, and I think just the thought that came to my mind is that they actually wanted to ruin this past. This last centuries of Russian culture was very connected to Western culture mm -hmm. and was very influenced by Western culture. So they decided to ruin this by getting back to the roots. I want to say that Russian futurists acknowledged no authority and uh, professed not to owe anything even to Marinetti, whose principles they actually had earlier adopted. To tell more, when in 1914 Marinetti came to Russia, there were some performances against him. So these Russian futurists wanted to show that we don't owe you anything, we are completely different. I'm sorry you are not the one who will teach us how to do. Just wanted to add that also Russian futurists wanted to apply to themselves another word, buditlanie, which means people of the future, budit, which means it will be. But still the word futurism is applied to Russian futurism. Thank you, Sasha, for explaining the Russian futuristic literature. But we will talk more about Russian futurism in the next part. Please help me. 
Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustafa FM. Back in the studio, Sasha was explaining the Russian futurism. She was talking about literature, so I want to pass the mic to Sasha and let her to continue. Yeah, thank you, Fede. I wanted to add very important thing about Russian futurism in literature, because the first person when you think about futurism and you think about Vladimir Mayakovsky, who is very famous, I think, all around the world. He was the biggest star of futurism. His poems were full of meaning, but also also very abstract. What do you think, Sonia? Yes, he was writing about the future, about bright ideas. That's maybe to this extent they were abstract. Sometimes surrealistic, for example, in his poem Listen, Paslushite. As you said before about Italian poets, they used uh, certain words and sounds to express the meaning behind the lines, let's say. And also they wrote not in one line, but using different composition of the text. He is very well known for his way of writing, which is called the ladder, because his text is not written in the line, but in this ladder, and you actually can see where you should emphasize on the word, and it sounds very different. Although he didn't use the means of sound, of zaum, for example, like Kruchonek or Bruluk, his poems as well are very picturesque in the way they sound, if read properly. In Russia, as we will know, futurism died with the revolution, but Mayakovsky became the singer of the revolution and the singer of the new life with his unique style, you know. It's actually very interesting, but I think it's very similar to the Italian futurism in this sense. Yes, in literature we have really something in common. I mean, by the way they composed the poem. You say something important, they try to emphasize words by writing them in this way, so without lines, these word compositions. And also because of the meaning that they wanted to spread, even though they were still linked to the past, as uh, we said in the previous part. But I think that uh, the main full idea, it was a new idea, an aggressive idea. You're right, yeah, that's the similarities as well. But what are the differences that I really <laughs> try to express today just to convince you that probably it was not the son of Italian futurism, but I don't know. Another futurism. Different? Different, yes. So you said that Italian futurism was kind of machist, but women played a great role in the development of Russian futurism. For example, artists like Natalia Goncharova, Lyubov Popova, Olga Rozanova, Sudeikina occupied a remarkable and central role in the artistic movement. By the way, many of these women had traveled or lived outside Russia. They brought these new ideas about equality from the West and they could express it uh, in the Russia. So they actually were accepted by Russian futurists. They were Russian futurists as well. Yes, there was no difference. And for example, and it's another point about <laughs> Russian futurism, they often worked in collaboration, artists and poets. Women artists, they worked with 
men poets and vice versa you know yeah and that's a huge difference because the italian futurist women had to conquer the space in the futuristic movement actually marinetti when he came to russia in 1914 he noticed that the russian women are much more emancipated than women in rome and they are equal or almost equal i would say because russian women futurist women i mean they could publish with their name yes mm. of course so great huge difference mm. okay now talking about women futurists who were mostly artists we started to talk about visual art and here i also want to name natalia goncherova mikhail larionov kazimir malevich world famous malevich who later created black square he started with futurism and then he developed his art into suprematism which is completely different concept but takes root in futurism. I will keep this suspense and I will tell you about this controversial person and other um, artists in the next part. Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtaq FM. Welcome back, dear listener. Welcome back to our cultural program. Today we are talking about futurism and we are talking about differences between Italian and Russian futurism. But before, Sasha was talking about a really interesting topic, which was about women. And now it's time to talk about visual art. So I pass the microphone to you, Sasha. Thank you very much, Sarah. So yeah, I mentioned the name of Kazimir Malevich, who was one of the biggest figures of suprematism. But getting back to futurism. In Russia, futurism in visual arts basically created two main movements. It's Cuba futurism. And it was created when Aristarch Lintulov returned from Paris in 1913 and exhibited his works in Moscow. The Russian futurist painters adopted the forms of cubism and combined them with the Italian futurists representation of the movement. So basically they combined cubism which is the art of geometrical forms with the movement and created something which is called cuba futurism. It's a surprise how these paintings really represents the movement so they are still but you can feel velocity in this. Can you just tell the period when he became famous and for his works? It's not just one artist, there are many of them. This uh, movement started in 1913 and it's ended in 1970 when actually Malevich showed his Black Square and other suprematic paintings, which was kind of the end of futurist era in visual arts in Russia. I think just futurism just dissolved with the bureaucracy of Soviet Union. But Yeah, and actually with the beginning of revolution, futurism dissolved. Yeah, with the beginning of uh, the Soviet era. Yes. Because the bureaucracy it created socialist realism on the basis of futurism. Yeah, the, with the beginning of Soviet era, futurism kind of uh, not died, but yeah, as Sonia said, like dissolved in Russia because some futurists 
immigrated because of the revolution. Others became parts of other movements. Like I said before, Mayakovsky, he became a part of Agit Pop and created another branch of art. In fact, my next question would be if futurism brought in your country some political forms, because, for example, in Italy, brought fascism. Well, it's another difference because, of course, futurism kind of created a political movement or rather was used by politicians because it was the age before the revolution. So this idea of demolishing everything and creating something new, of course, was used. Unlike uh, Italy, where futurism became the beginning or core idea of fascism, futurism in Russia didn't have to do anything with communism, which became the beginning of dictatorship. Yes, some of futurists became part of communist uh, movement, but still they admired with the idea of revolution, with the idea of a new world, yet they didn't tend to be so militaristically oriented, you know. It wasn't such a violent and on the contrary it was quite a peaceful movement in Russia. Yes, actually it's like it was a blind movement, I mean without any outlet, any end. Instead in Italy it became in the biggest dictatorship we had in the Italian history, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you see there is a difference here again. <laughs> we were talking about Cuba futurism, but there was also ego-futurism, which was mostly concerned about the representation of artists to visualize the inner world of the artist. So it's a little bit different, but to our listeners I would suggest to look at these paintings and not to listen about them. What else? We were talking about literature and visual arts, but there are also other arts, for example, theater. Because theater was born because of the collaboration between musicians, artists and authors. Futurists created opera. Just to give feedback, this is another point in common with Italian futurism, because also Italians had this theatral representation that were the match of artists, writers, actors, painters that met all together in order to involve all the public with their discussion. I told you about this just a little bit earlier. Yes, for me it's very interesting that people from different types of arts like texts, visual arts and uh, music, they work together. For example there is this futuristic opera named Victory Over the Sun. The composer of the music is Mikhail Matyushin. The author of the text is Alexei Kruchonokh, whom we read before with this futuristic poem. The artist The one who was the designer is Kazimir Malevich, and this opera had a deeply symbolic meaning. Mocking the old romanticism and the whole victory over the sun is the victory over the old familiar concept of the sun as beauty, wrote Matushan about the idea of this opera. So the authors of Victory Over the Sun praise the idea of building a new future that can be built only after the destruction of the old one, the same idea of futurism as we discussed before. Premiere of this opera took place in early December 1913 in St. Petersburg Theater. Another thing I really want to mention is that during that period of time the cinema uh, was developing really fast. This movement of futurism gave huge opportunities to Russian filmmakers. Among them there are these world-famous names as 
Лев Кулешов, Дига Вертов, Сергей Изенштейн, Всеволод Пудовкин and Alexandra Davjenko, who actually were experimenting with the cutting and filming, and they created the completely new language of the cinema. Okay, thank you, Sasha, for this information also about uh, cinema, but maybe Sonia want to add something, but we will wait the next part. Do you want to know about customs, traditions, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtaq FM. Welcome back, dear listeners. We would love to continue with the topic of Russian futurism and specifically the music. Unlike in Italy, Russian futurism, as Sasha said, was mostly centered on uh, literature and fine arts. But as Sasha already mentioned, one of the biggest collaborations between musicians, artists and writers was the opera The Victory Over the Sun. And to close the Gestalt, I'd love to turn on the excerpt from the opera. For many years, it wasn't uh, restored. But during the 100th anniversary of the first premiere, it was performed in many theaters. And I would love to introduce you to the performance of one of the theater in Moscow, the theater of Stas Namin. Чернотворские вестучки, люди, те, кто родились, но еще не умер, спешите идти в созерцах или в созерцаве, сборище мрачных вождей, отмучав и ужасав лей до веселян, и нездешних смеян, и веселогов пройдут перед внимательными ведухами. It sounds like enthusiastic, really strong. Yes, it is enthusiastic, like whole futurism movement. But I would love also to introduce to you some other Russian composers that are not widely known in Russia, unfortunately, but they are mostly famous in the West to a certain extent due to the fact that some of them moved abroad during the revolution and fled from the regime. The first person I would love to tell you about is Artur Luria. He was a significant Russian composer. His music wasn't uh, really influenced or inspired by noises. On the contrary, he was trying to just get rid of old forms imposed by traditional musical composition. Let's listen to one of his pieces for piano, which was written in 1913. It's called Shapes in Air. In this cycle, he had three pieces and we will listen for the first one. can hear he used a lot of and uh, mostly sounds out of harmony how do you like it how do you like the sound you said without harmony and i could add many differences i mean we just heard a little piece but you can recognize high sound and low sounds just in a quickly way that was the way maybe to get rid of uh, the past but also to apply primary sound 
Even though the majority of uh, Russian composers who were parts of futurist movement, they used classical instruments, like, uh, for example, Rie, he wrote for piano. And the next composer, Kalai Roslavets, he was close to futurist circle and artists such as Kazimir Malevich, David Burluk and others. Sometimes he was referred to as uh, the Russian Schoenberg. If you don't know, Schoenberg was the one who developed the system of dodecaphony. And later in life, Roslavets developed his own way to, you know, organize the music. But I would love to show you one of his poems for piano, Allegretto part. And the last composer that I would love to show you was Alexander Mosolov. He wasn't that close to futurism, but I believe that the means of futurism music largely influenced his art. For example, in 1926, which was uh, kind of uh, after the futurism dissolved, he wrote his uh, famous ballet called Steel. And unfortunately, it is not that famous in Russia, but now this music is rediscovered, I would say. I would love to show you one excerpt from uh, the part of this ballet called the Iron Foundry. special feature of this piece is that there is a part of the steel sheet in this music which recreates the sound of iron plant. This music is mostly focused on building of a bright future. Still, the industrial sounds, the noises that Masolov reproduces with the symphonic orchestra wouldn't be possible without the art of noises developed by Luigi Rossolo and Pratella in Italy in uh, 1910 and 1913. Sonia, thank you very much. I learned something about futurism before, but that's a pity that we don't know that much about the music. So now I have this picture about music in terms of futurism. Thank you. We're close to the end of this program and maybe now we should make a break, listen to some music and in the last part we will conclude everything what we said today about Italian and Russian futurism. Do you want to know about customs, tradition, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustang FM. Back, dear listeners in the studio, with the futurism, a very huge topic that we covered in the best way we could. But we want to add something very important about futurism because it was the core of actually fascism. Mussolini took the idea from futurism, especially for propaganda, because fascism was firstly a propagandistic movement that took the visual arts from futurism and a lot 
lot of uh, futuristic artists joined fascism because Mussolini was very interested in visual arts. As for example, Fortunato De Pero, whom I talked before, he joined fascism because he was hungry, as we say in Italy. He just wanted to make people know himself through fascism, but actually he didn't support fascism in the deep idea of fascism. So he just wanted to promote himself because it was the popular movement. Exactly. And actually he was uh, also very clever because uh, he advertised himself uh, through posters but uh, with a technique that he called uh, autoreclam which means uh, I make an advertisement for that industry or for fascism but uh, with my sign you know, very recognizable. In this way, he made himself spread. But Mussolini really liked him and really liked the idea of futurism. That's why fascism took some points from futurism, as, for example, the development, the velocity, the speedy, the war, the glorification of the war. Mussolini was a, a supporter of the war, we know. Yes, above all for this idea that war is like a way to clean people. So really sad, not sad, but really strong idea. Actually, there is something to add about this point. So the bold between futurism and fascism, because for me, it's a bit funny because it's also contradictory. Because, for example, at the beginning, futurism wanted to be out of academic way to exist. So they didn't want to participate or to have a place in academy. But then with fascism, they had to follow rules. You know what I mean? Because fascism was, of course, full of rules to follow. Fascism wanted to have a good structure, so they didn't really like this way to be anarchists. And Marinetti, for example, at the end, accepted. And he became academic of Italy because Mussolini loved him. So just a bit contradictory, but because they actually had some points in common. That's very interesting. And for me, it's actually a surprise how the artistic and literary movement could rise into something political movement and very strong one and when ideas the original ideas are exaggerated. And Marinetti and Mussolini didn't always agree. And for example, there is this fact. Marinetti, even if he was a bit fascist, we can say, he supported fascist ideas. But for example, he didn't participate to Marcia su Roma, basically when Mussolini took power. And he tried to have an agreement with Vittorio Emanuele, who was the king in that period. And Marinetti didn't agree at all with this idea. Because he wanted to, you know, just break with the past without compromises. So actually, at the end, they were a bit different. So Marinetti, we can say he was utopistic and Mussolini was more pragmatic. But it's normal because they were different also in nature. I mean, Marinetti was a poet and it's okay to be a, a bit utopistic if you are a poet. And Mussolini was a politician. So he knew that he had to find compromises if he wanted to reach power. But even with these differences, at the end they stayed like friends the same because Mussolini
Mussolini continued to like him and so to be served by futurism ideas in uh, communication, I mean. But in general, thankfully to futurism, now we have all the performative arts. I mean, not all of them, but like performance, the contemporary art and the avant-garde music, avant-garde arts. Because I think uh, the Italian futurism was the beginning of this uh, drastic change in uh, artistic sphere. Yes, and we can see like in Russia it created many different and very bright art movements. So Yes, but unfortunately Russian futurism didn't have this long life, as we've already said. Yeah, but it uh, died to create something new, mm. I would say. Okay, it was a very huge topic and uh, we tried to summarize the, the main principles of uh, this uh, very huge movement and uh, I hope that you, dear listeners, uh, liked uh, this topic and uh, this program and uh, we give you the appointment next week, always with cultural, always from 10 to 12 on Friday on Mustard FM 89.6. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Do you want to know about customs, tradition, beliefs and culture of different countries? Have you ever wondered how different backgrounds influence our worldview? Let's find out together. Join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mustafa FM 89.6.